The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Back to one of the big talking points around the country at present, the apparent massive increase in the use of cocaine. And this is backed up by a major new report that has done by the Health Research Bureau. We're joined by Dr. Susie Lyons, senior researcher there. You're co-author of this report in relation to treatment of cocaine addiction. Tell us what you found, please. So that's right, Matt. We've published our report today from the Health Research Board looking at drug treatment figures for the years 2015 to 2021. And this shows that over 69,000 cases were treated for problem drug use over the seven-year period. And that's right. One of our key findings is that there's a sustained increase in the number of cocaine cases. And that's been a threefold increase over the seven-year period. And, and to put this into context, in 2015, one in 10 of cases treated were treated for cocaine. And now what we see in 2021, it's almost one in three cases. What are you putting that down to? Well, we've know uh, over the last number of years, we've seen it, that the number of people in Ireland, ha- more people in Ireland are using cocaine, very similar to what we're seeing in Europe. So recent studies by the Health Research Board about the pre- on the prevalence of drug use in the general population have so- shown the increase of cocaine use in the population. We're hearing it from addiction services, we're hearing from the media. And so now what we're seeing is we're seeing it um, in the drug treatment data. Drug treatment data, it can be used as a proxy for drug use in the population, but it also it also actually illustrates the drug-related harm from drug use in the population. Are there different types of cocaine as well that are coming across in the need for treatment? The majority of of cocaine cases um, are treated for powder cocaine, but indeed we are seeing the presence of cases treated for crack cocaine in our data. Now, the difference between powder cocaine is powder cocaine is sniffed or snorted and crack is um, smoked. Now, we we say we are seeing uh, cases treated for crack. And it has increased over the seven-year period, definitely, although the numbers have been small. In 2015, we did we saw that 9% of all cases treated for cocaine were treated for crack. And this has increased to 17% um, in 2021. But when you do look at the figures, that does constitute a 400% increase over the period. Are these increases, are you putting it down to greater availability and use of cocaine or could it be that there's more people willing to come forward to get help for what is an illegal drug for use of it? Well, it will be a combination of those factors, but definitely everything that we're seeing from uh, in, in both, say, both in Europe, from our the, our drug prevalence surveys, do point to the fact that more people are using cocaine, and therefore they are turning up in treatment. And you say that this is sort of replacing maybe other drugs, heroin, cannabis, whatever. That there are listeners want to know: Are you focusing on opioid use as well, other than heroin? Um. Yes, indeed. Um, what we 
definitely our report does show the impact of opioid use. There is some positive messages. There definitely the number of people treated for problem opioid use has decreased over the, over the period. And again, that would very much closely mirror what we're seeing in Europe, the reduction in people um, using heroin, especially among young people. And that's where we're seeing the impact in our drug treatment figures. Among new cases, that is cases who've never been treated before, and who therefore tend to be younger, we are seeing this in reduction in in cases, new cases presenting for treatment, and that has dropped by a very positive number, forty five percent over the period. However, we are still seeing the impact of opioids and heroin in our cases who are previously treated, and that is. Uh, cases who've already been treated and now are returning for more subsequent treatment. And 50% of those cases who are uh, returning for treatment are being treated for opioids and heroin. Now, unfortunately, this is not surprising because we know problem opioid use is often a chronic relapsing condition. So people may have to come back time and time again for treatment until they can get on the road to recovery. Thank you very much, Dr. Susie Lyons from the Health Research board. Opioid use is something we might come back to on another day, but we will stick with cocaine for the moment. Uh, listener says, no surprise in this case, alcohol price has increased in tandem with drug use. The problem is that when trying to stop alcohol abuse, the government has caused another problem they can't tax. Um, Dr. Garth McGovern is a GP specialising in addiction treatment and medical director of the Priority Medical Clinic in Dundrum. Uh, Garth, do you think is it the case that people have switched from alcohol use to cocaine use, or is the issue a combination of the two people using cocaine while also using alcohol? I think it's more a combination, um, Matt, of the two. Um, I have to say that in the in the period that Susie talks about, there's a huge number of people coming forward for alcohol treatment, and certainly during the pandemic and lockdown, um, I certainly well, was initially with 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 lockdown. I think we saw. Uh, a reduction in numbers coming to coming presenting for treatment for alcohol, but very very quickly they they really started to come, and I think the lockdown unearthed uh, an alcohol problem that was probably there, but was kind of diluted out by the fact that people were m- mainly drinking in the evening time, thinking that you know it, it was okay. I think when the pandemic hit, uh, more and more people were working from home and drinking earlier which was a which was a key feature but in answer to your question um when i see cocaine uh, here in my clinic it usually does come with alcohol not always but it usually does and the two of them kind of fuel each other to a certain extent um which which is not good but but, but having a problem with both is, is certainly a, a, a real difficulty and do you think is there a major upturn in the use of cocaine that then leads to people needing help to try and shake their addiction yeah, I don't think there's any doubt um, about the increase in cocaine use. I mean, we keep talking about this, and Susie has, um, you know, outlined the actual figures in it. Um, it's always difficult to know to extrapolate from the numbers coming forward for treatment. You know, how much use is out there? But I think we can, you can assume that it's far greater the amount of cocaine problems out there than what comes forward for treatment. Why, um, why do you say that? Why do you think that? I, I just think that there's a lot of people who who there is still a stigma associated with with presenting for treatment, and a lot of a lot of people really find it difficult to get beyond that barrier. I mean, even when people come to see me, you know, you can see that they're very, very nervous initially. They 
they don't understand what treatment entails. They there might be a media depiction of what treatment is, maybe going to a group, standing up, admitting to the world that you've got a problem with cocaine. And that's that's a great difficulty. So could there also be an issue that they're afraid that they could get in trouble with the law because it is an illegal narcotic? It, 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 absolutely. And I mean, it's it's another story for another day. But we also, you know, get far, far less. I certainly get far, far less women presenting for treatment than men um, for cocaine use. And that brings on a whole lot of other issues about the fear of, um, you know, maybe parents, um, social services, etc. I mean, it is a real real fear for women. Um, but, but how addictive know. is cocaine, really? Because you hear a lot of stories about people using it very much as a social drug in the same way as they might use alcohol only at the weekends or partying on a Friday and Saturday night, yeah. and then they wouldn't touch it for the next five days. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, there, there, there's a, a whole group of people that have probably a greater propensity to be addicted than others. Um, it is quite addictive, but I mean, the, the vast majority of people, probably you know, eighty, ninety percent of people that will use cocaine, can you know, dabble with it and use it in a, in a, uh, albeit it's an illegal drug, use it in a way that doesn't become problematic. But when it does become problematic, it really kind of uh, snowballs and gets out of control very, very quickly, and it's relatively expensive drug. So that leads to other issues, usually financial issues, um, um, and that, that sometimes can be a focus on, you know, me getting calls to the clinic, usually by partners and stuff like that, um, which is which is a problem. In addition to the addiction, though, I mean, are, is the real problem that it can actually cause other health effects, which could be potentially fatal? Well, that's a very good question, because, I mean, there's, there's no doubt that um, there are Patients who will present to emergency departments, particularly young people with chest pain, um, where normally, you know, chest pain is something we associate with maybe older age groups. But young young men, um, there's a huge um, number of young people who will present to emergency departments with uh, chest pain, and that can be that can be caused by just constriction of the um, coronary arteries. Um, you can get arrhythmias in the heart. Uh, you can get strokes. You can get Leads. I mean, there's there's a whole host of complications that I think a lot of people either are unaware of, or if they are aware of them or read about them, they sort of f- figure that the, the the risk must be low. Therefore, they'll just continue to use. You know. Okay. So, what do you think needs to be the sort of the state policy in response to this? Is it trying to crack down on the supply of the illegal drug into the country and the drug gangs who are supplying it, or is there anything else that can be done? It's it's a it's it's a such a such a difficult one. Um, I mean, there's a the. I don't think there's any blueprint in the world for legalising cocaine. Um, I don't think anywhere in the world has tried to legalise cocaine, but therein lies a problem, and that is that it is in the hands of of, uh, very dangerous cartels. Um, It seems to me for every you know, every arrest that's made, there's a whole lot of um, cocaine that will always get into the country. It doesn't seem to affect the uh, amount of use, as you can see. I mean, the, the guards try and do the best job they can to police this within within the confines of the law, but it, it doesn't seem to stop the amount of cocaine that finds its way onto the streets and certainly doesn't affect the, the numbers that are uh, using it or presenting for treatment. Okay, thank you very much, Dr. Gareth McGovern, GP specialising in addiction treatment and medical director of the Priority Medical Clinic in Dundrum. The last word with Matt Cooper. Today FM, it all happens here.